This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And the uh, sous chef of the Garden Show, Frank Proctor, here. And uh, it's it's a fun morning. Uh, Good morning, so Frank. Hi, Charlie. You have some big news, so yes. share it now. Well, all right. 12.28 this morning, I received a call from my youngest son, Toby, mm-hmm. uh, who, on behalf of his wife, Katie, called into me to say, hey, guess what? You're a grandpa, grandpa. again. Yeah. Uh, and it's Samson Proctor weighing uh-huh. in at 8 pounds, 12 ounces, and uh, both mom and uh, baby are doing fine. Dad looks <laughs> like a cat <laughs> that swallowed the canary gut. He sent some pictures in. And I know, cute. I saw it. So cute. And blonde hair. Yeah. Uh, now, when both our boys, Kelly and Toby, when they were born, I blonde hair. Mm. So that's, I guess, not all that usual, mm. but boy... Samson's got blonde hair. For now. And he's looking for Delilah already. (laughs) He's looking. Oh, Oh, there he is. He's auditioning already. That kid is a trooper. He's a proctor. He's a proctor. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just the, so happy. This is the first grandson. The so first congratulations. grandson. Five granddaughters, yeah. And uh, my wife, Di, is mm. over the moon. You should see mm. <laughs> Can't wait. We're coming to town on uh, on Sunday because our... One of our other granddaughters, mm-hmm. same family, mm-hmm. Sydney, is mm-hmm. celebrating her fourth birthday. So, mm-hmm. aha, it'll be wild. It will be. Yeah. Be fun. And now, listen, this is the garden show. <laughs> I guess I better... Yeah. Numbers. Yes, numbers. Mm-hmm. I'll give the folks the numbers. Good idea. In Toronto, call 416-360-0740. And anywhere else in the province, it's toll-free, one 866 740-4740. And the mantra is call early, call often, one question per call. And the first voice you will hear will be that of Dan Ellison, mm-hmm. our fabulous producer, mm-hmm. and he'll get everything all lined up, okay? All right, so a couple of quick announcements. Yes. Remember, today and tomorrow, the Southern Ontario Orchid Show is on at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, and I'm, I, I'm actually going to go there after this show because I want to see this. I want to see tens of thousands of blooming orchids. Wow. And I, frankly, I'm not very good at growing orchids, so I think I could pick up some tips. <laughs> well, I think Dolly, your mom, she, must agree with you. Uh, the, she, she's the expert. With that's the orchids, right. She's, you know, she's yeah. the expert on pretty much everything. So, you know. <laughs> Just ask her. I see. I'm, I got that information. She's listening. <laughs> oh, oh, hi, Dolly. <laughs> so, Toronto Botanical Garden, 777 Lawrence Avenue East at mm-hmm. Leslie Street. Mm-hmm. Remember, on today from 11 to 5, again tomorrow 11 to 5, but tomorrow morning you can get in between 9 and 11 to take photographs with a tripod. All the other times there is no tripods, handheld cameras only. 
And you mentioned as soon as I came in the door this morning that the Great Backyard Bird Count is on. That's right. So, yeah. so you know, you remember the Great Backyard Bird Count? I can't believe it's a year already has passed. Mm-hmm. Every know, year, a- there's a there's a sort of a window. It's a four day window. Uh, the, the count started yesterday, mm-hmm. so it's on, obviously, today, tomorrow, and Monday. What is the Great Backyard Bird Count? Well, it is a t- it's best thing, the way to kind of get a handle on what it is is go to the website. And, of course, it's a very simple web- website. It's just www.birdcount.ca. You can have to put the triple W in, just birdcount.ca. Oh, That'll good get point. you right there. That's right. And that's the Canadian yeah. uh, arm of it. It's an international organization, so there's a couple other websites yeah. you can get onto. But bottom line is you just got to look at your watch. Yep. It's a 15-minute time frame. Mm-hmm. Sit in the window or go for a walk, whatever it is, with your, your little record, and you count the birds. You count the species yep. and the largest quantity of any one species. Like, you see one chickadee, all right, in that 15 minutes now, you've seen eight chickadees. So, you know, that's what yeah. you write down. And last year, the white uh, horned owl, or what is it? Uh, snowy yeah, owl. Great, yeah, great horned owl and they, snowy they were owl. In. Yep. Yeah, and this year, I think there's another another. There's little, always some yeah. unusuals. Yeah. But um, I do have the numbers that last Last year's participants reported more than 17 million individual birds. Wow. Well, of course, one, mm. two people could be counting the same bird twice, but yeah, whatever. Exactly. Um, but over 100,000 checklists were submitted. So that's what you do is you get the checklist off the website, do your count, fill out the checklist, and, and send, just it in. send it back in. Yeah. And, and it doesn't cost anything, of course. It's <laughs> no, all and it's, uh, free and it's kind of fun it's, to get involved. Yeah, it's people yeah. science, right? It's pu- yeah. scientists, the public doing the, the work of the mm-hmm. science, and scientists love it. They love this kind of information when they get it. It's like the, the frog count, right? There's all kinds of, of scientists relying on the public to provide data because bird, populations well, are changing, migratory patterns are changing. It's a good indication of what's happening in the environment, really. That's right. That's and right. this, you know, birds in the old uh, mine shaft idea, yeah. you know. <laughs> exactly. Got to find out what's safe, not binger of what's to come. Exactly. Uh, also, mark your calendars next Saturday. There is a CD Saturday coming up, and this is in Mississauga. It will, There's vendors, there'll be free workshops on a variety of gardening topics from 9.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Unitarian Congress in Mississauga, which is 84 South Service Road, just east of here, Ontario. Uh, more information, www.uucm.ca. All right. All right. All right. And we have a couple of emails we want to share, but I guess oh, we probably have to do a break. Yeah, yeah we should. And uh, we'll be back to talk to the folks in just a moment here at AM 740, The Garden Show with Charlie Dubbin. February is Black History Month, and this Sunday I'll turn the vintage favorite spotlight onto the key African Americans in popular music through the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. I'm Gene Stevens. Please join me for a fascinating musical adventure from ragtime and blues through the early jazz, swing, and rock and roll years from New Orleans and Memphis to Chicago, Detroit, and New York. Satchmo and Duke, The Count and Lady Day, Sammy, Jelly, Bessie, and Muddy Too. And that's just the first hour. Celebrate Black History Month on Vintage Favorites this Sunday at 2 from Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size, there's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem, well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And it's 914, and uh, let's see what's cooking on this uh, 
what is it, the 16th it of is. February. Mm-hmm. All righty. Mary is on the line. Charlie from Brampton. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Morning. Morning, Charlie. Uh, Charlie, I've called before on my hibiscus. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at now. It's sprung new leaves. Looks kind of healthy, but I want to cut it down for the season. Mm-hmm. Now, the... the um, the, the the plant is two years old. Right. It's in a large pot, so that's not the problem. Mm-hmm. How far back do I trim? Do I go back to the thickest part of it because it's it's grown into like a, a Y? Is, is it a tree or a shrub? It's a, it's a, it's in a pot, so it's it's a, a plant. No, I understand that, but is it multi-stemmed or is yes, it single stem? Yes, definitely multi-stemmed. Okay. Uh, well, at any one time, you, the rule of thumb is you can cut away or prune away a full one third of a plant's growth. So with the hibiscus, uh, certainly you can take a third, even a, you can even take it down by a half if you want, because they're pretty vigorous, strong plants. But remember, take your pruning to a point where there's a bud, a little green bud on the bark. You'll see it might be very small, or it might actually be a leaf there, but it will be growing to the outside of the plant rather oh, than to the okay. inside. Now, now, a lot of these stems are really quite woody. Mm-hmm. Cutting it down to that part would be okay? It is okay as long as you there is some leaves left on it. Uh, there, oh yeah. are, there are dormant buds all along those woody stems. You can't see them necessarily, but there are buds there, yeah, which will Yeah, I mean, the leaves out. are coming up like, like it's waking up. Yeah, the days are getting longer. Plants know it. Okay, so it's okay to go down to a third, maybe even a half, mm-hmm. as long as there's a, an ongoing leaf. That's right. Make sure that at least there's a leaf or two left on the plant for it to continue to photosynthesize and then burst out with more okay. growth. Okay, thanks a lot. Okay, thank you. Okay, Mary, thank you. Take care of the thanks folks in Brampton. All righty. Uh, Dorothy on the line now from uh, T.O. Hello, Dorothy. Welcome aboard. Hey, Dorothy. Morning. Dorothy, are you there? Hi. Hi there. Um, I have a cyclamen plant mm-hmm. that I bought, oh, I'd say maybe six weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it was full of blooms, and now the, all the blooms are dead, mm-hmm. and uh, the leaves are nice and green, and I want to know, is it over for the season? Do I throw it out, or can I expect more little blossoms? You, you're likely to get more blossoms if you can give it what it wants. The trick with cyclamen, it, it's kind of hard to give it what it wants because they like a really cool environment, usually much cooler than we keep our homes. Do you have like a, a, a corner, like a bedroom that's unheated or a spot where you can provide this plant with about 10 degrees or 50? How, how high? 50 degrees Fahrenheit or 10 degrees? I don't degrees. have anything that cold in that my house. Cold. Well, so then you could enjoy it as a green plant. It's uh-huh. unlikely to flower anymore this season. Um, well, it's not in the sun, but it has light. That's fine. The light levels are fine. Water uh-huh. from the, the saucer below, never water from the top. Always put your water in the oh, saucer. Oh, I water it from the top. Yeah, always with a cyclamen. You always want to water into the saucer that it's sitting in because it is a, it is a tuber that can rot if water sits in the center. So water from below, and the cooler the temperature you can give it, the more likely it is to pop some more flowers. Oh, but when when is the season over for blo- for blooming? Well, once they, um, once it gets too warm, they stop blooming. Otherwise, they'll just keep blooming. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, I don't know where I would put it right <laughs> now. It's a bit tough. Well, maybe you can get it outside in the spring, and it'll oh, get yeah. have a cool spot there. Okay. All right. Thanks, thanks Dorothy. Much. 
That's great. Thanks for joining the show. Just wanted to refer to uh, maybe a, a lovely little email you received here <laughs> from a listener in Fort Myers, Florida. And uh, this is from uh, Diane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she says, um, listening to the show, as I always do on most Saturday mornings, I'm from Barrie, but have a home in Florida where I spend winters. Was listening when one man called in to ask a question this morning. He lives way up north. Maybe he listens to the radio up there as I do on the computer. Mm-hmm. It's just fantastic being able to uh, listen to a bit of home, even though far away. Uh, and uh, she says, it's odd that you... that." Uh, that email address uh, given by Frank, she had just spent the last five minutes looking for it online with no success. And then all of a sudden, Bema, I said, you know. Because you are this. just that good. Well, there you are. And she misses Canada Blooms. Yeah, and I your know. suggestion to her was hop, hop a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think that's so funny? Well, that, you know, you're talking a bit of bread there, uh, folks. Well, now, she's I know living your show is in wonderful. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> She can't exactly be on the dole. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not in Florida. You. I'm in <laughs> I'm in cold Canada. I just think hopping a plane's an opportunity. It's an option. And yes, she misses Canada Blooms. I don't well, blame her for missing Canada Blooms. And we have a special guest. Coming up in about 10 minutes' up, time. Exactly. Exactly. Who is going to talk to us about what he's doing at Canada Blooms. And it's less than a month away now. Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> Charlie, I'm not sleeping Charlie already. Is, uh, she's exhausted. She's been <laughs> running around buying plants all over the place. But you know what it is? It's uh, coming around to nine. Well, it is nine twenty, right on the old schnozola. So, Frank, yes. whether it's important, oh, sorry, whether it's improved comfort in your daily routines, yes. or easier recovery from exercise, or the freedom to maintain your favorite activities, Sierra Sill offers you health. Offers health you can feel. Well, there you are. Right? And you That's, read that so well. I do, thank you so much. I am in the dark. <laughs> I can't see where I'm sitting. All the lights in the studio, for some reason, are shining on me. Uh, isn't yes. that interesting? Why? I don't know. It's like you're I, on I didn't the spotlight or something. <laughs> I got my own lighting man. I think you do. <laughs> <laughs> and my lighting people are on strike. So I'm in the dark. But anyway, boomers who want freedom to maintain their favorite activities with reduced aches and stiffness yes. should consider Sierra so this is something that Frank and I both take on a three daily basis three before, we go to bed. three before we go to bed there you go and what it's a very completely natural mineral supplement which somehow magically makes joints work more smoothly I don't now, quite get all this how. sounds wonderful but how do folks get in touch with these people oh my goodness they could phone them really one eight seven seven joint 14 or check them on the web uh-huh. Sierra sill dot ca or just pick up Sierra Sill at your local health food store, like Essence of Life, at 55 Kensington Market in Chinatown in Toronto. You ad-libbed that so beautifully, you'd think it had been written for you. My gosh. Great job, Charlie. Great Thank job. Thank you, Frank. She needs all the help she can because get Because you've got the spotlights on you. <laughs> Back in a moment. <laughs> Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and Scythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips, and sweet williams. You pick the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And Frank Proctor, the sous chef of the garden, welcoming Pat from Kirkfield. Good morning, Pat. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Morning. Um, I have a, a question about a plant, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up a, a plant at holiday time, 
Mm-hmm. Didn't know what I was getting. It was decorated for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, but it went on a bit of a growing spree, and I went, just the other day went to take the bottom outer pot off because it's a holiday pot and found a tag. Now, they say it's an Ardisia, Ard- but that seems to be all, just light and water. So A-R-D-E-S? A-R-D-I-S-I-A is what the tag says. Okay. Now, I had assumed that after the holidays, a lot of these plants die. Uh, <laughs> Not if you look after isn't. them. <laughs> this one has a lot of red berries on it. It's begun to get new growth, and it appears to be getting little seed pods, which I assume are new berries forming. Um, probably. Well, it, okay, it's, seed pods would be from berries that were there, or you're well, right, it could be I'm new. I'm not sure how yeah. you call them. They're coming off the leaves like you would think that a plant is getting either flowers or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and as I said, I don't know anything about this plant. Uh, I don't think by the looks of it it's going to die. It's about two feet tall, okay. unless I do something wrong. But I, I, and when I first got it, I had assumed it was just decorated for the holidays and the berries were just sprigs. Right. <laughs> Didn't realize that they were well, real. I took the bows off, <laughs> I realized that, <laughs> no, they were actually little berries. Huh. Okay, commonly called coral berry or spice berry. Okay. It's a shrub, long-lasting. Sorry, I'm just I don't because I didn't know anything about it either. Oh. So I'm just doing a quick looking it up here. So actually, Fine Gardening magazine. Where did that just go? I just saw it. There it is, Fine Gardening. So it, it is a shrub. Now it's not going to be hardy probably here. So this I'm just looking. Um, Fine Gardening is a really fine magazine actually out of the states. Okay. So botanical Ardisia crenata, common name, coral berry, spice berry, produces abundant, long-lasting coral red to scarlet berries, stand out against the dark green, glossy leaves. Yes, nope. none of the berries that were originally on it have died. They're all still bright and plump. Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, noteworthy characteristics. It shows off well in winter with its evergreen foliage and bright red berries. You can propagate from stem cuttings in the summer. It can have some issues with uh, if you water it, don't water it too much. So it's a slow grower. Uh, now, six to ten feet if you put it outside and you live Ooh. down in the States and it could live outside. I'm just looking for hardiness. I'm not seeing it. Full sun to part shade. Medium moisture attracts birds. Uh, you know, what you need to know is how, whether this is a hardy plant or not, really. So what your real problem is, what should you do with it uh, yeah. for now? Uh-huh. Well, enjoy it inside okay. and leave this with me. I'm just going to see if I can figure out whether it's something you can put outside and leave outside. Uh, okay, you're calling me from Kirkfield. Where exactly is Kirkfield? Um, southeast of Aurelia. No, you're not going to be able to leave it outside. No. It looks like it's hardy to about zone 5, okay. and that would be... Here in Toronto, uh, even going up to Thornhill, you know, even maybe Richmond Hill. But you, you, once you get up to Barrie, you wouldn't be able to leave this plant well, outside. No, I'm not near Barrie. I'm You're the north. Way. I think they tell me the garden centers around here, I might be a 4B. Right. And this is going to be hardy to an American Zone 5, which is yeah, uh, which means it, it will not be hardy enough to live outdoors. Though, if you had a nice little microclimate somewhere, like a, a little corner somewhere... That faced southeast or east, so protected from the northwest wind, mm-hmm. um, protected from extreme sun, particularly in the wintertime. Uh, it could potentially survive, and particularly if you mulched it in the fall, you know, put some hay around it or um, not hay, but straw or leaves or something like that. Just mm-hmm. to, it's, it is a, an evergreen, a broadleaf evergreen, so you don't want a lot of sun or a lot of wind on it in order for it to survive the winter. Okay. It sounds and- pretty, though. 
Yes, it's very pretty. As I said, that was kind of what attracted me. I thought, well, I had a nice little table, and mm-hmm. it would look lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it is a shrub. It's not a houseplant. And if this cannot go outside in my area, can these things be trimmed and contained, or is it something that will just get out of hand? Oh, I think you could trim it and maintain it. Um, the main thing is you w- would be to put it out in the summer for sure. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, that's the problem with the trimming. You're going to end up trimming off a lot of berries and things. So you'll have to, it be- almost better if you can find a spot to plant it outside. Um, but bottom line, get it outside into the shady spot for the summer, you know, protect it from the sun, enjoy it. If you decide to bring it in, is it will grow over the summer. Don't feed it, don't fertilize it, because you don't want to expand on that growth any more than you have to. And you may have to pot it up into a bigger pot at some point. And you could pivot, what you're almost saying is you could pot it for the, the summer, then bring mm-hmm. it in and leave it in the pot. That's right. If you brought it in the outside. Yeah. Okay, so you're telling me not to fertilize it at this point at all? Uh, unless you want it to grow. Because oh. remember, you know, if you're worried about it getting too big to handle, then don't feed it. Okay, well, thank you. As I said, I, I simply didn't know what I had, and I didn't <laughs> know there was a tag until I took the yeah. pots apart. Yeah, that's very, sounds great, though. It looks very pretty in the pictures I'm looking at here. Oh, it is. It's, it's as with the berries on, it's beautiful. As I said, they almost looked artificial. Yeah, I really exactly. didn't know what I had bought at the time, but well, it is lovely. Very showy for the fruit and also very attractive to the birds because of that fruit. Well, thank you. I think that's what I might do is kind of pot it up for the summer and put it outside, and maybe it might eventually be a house plant big enough to sit on the floor or something. Yeah. All righty. Well, Thanks for your call. Well, congratulations. You're one of the first people I've ever heard call in where Charlie didn't know what the heck was going on there. <laughs> well, at least <laughs> really. it was an unusual question and a good change. Yeah, that's, right. that's good. Thanks for that. Okay, thank you both. Thank All you right. very much. And have a great day. Uh, thank you for coming and joining us on The Garden Show. Now, and I do believe... stop taking so much joy out of me uh, have not uh, knowing what, what she was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I see. Yes. You're right. It was a little bit of a schadenfreude there. Mm-hmm. I heard it. <laughs> okay. We... <laughs> So, oh, Charlie. Oh, Frank, I know. Yeah, it's been a long okay. week. Yeah, yeah, I can I've tell done you. a lot of a lot of miles this week. Yeah, say hi to the folks in Drumbo. You left the show That's last right. week. That's uh, right. I was, uh, did Drumbo last Sunday. Yeah. And I was in Port Hope on, Mon- on Monday, and then I was in Guelph on Tuesday, and then I was back in Port Hope on Wednesday, and then I was down in Niagara on Thursday. I mean, I was just Man. everywhere. But. Things are looking very good. Good. It's all about Canada Blooms, right? And that's exactly what I was following up on. And coincidentally, joining us now from his home up north of here is a gentleman named Adam Gracie. He is the owner of a Vaughn-based design, construction, landscape company that does amazing work. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Charlie. How are you? I'm well. Adam, this is Frank. Hi, Adam. Hey, Frank. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So, um... Adam's joining us because, well, I, I should tell you a story. When I first met Adam years and years ago at Canada years Blooms. And years and years. Yes, yeah, so long ago. It was like another millennium. Uh, we met because I was somehow in charge of providing dead trees to the garden builders that year. And Adam didn't like the dead trees that I was providing. And he put his face three inches from my face and screamed at me that he wanted live trees. So I put my face two inches from his face and said, I don't have any live trees. Love at first sight. Help, yes. help yourself to the dead ones. Anyway, yeah, yeah, we, we were buddies from then on. And then, we, and then we, it's just grown since then. It, it has, hasn't it? Sounds like a match made in heaven it, to me, I'll tell you. Oh, I tell you, it really is. Well, but, but Adam's a lot of fun. I mean, he 
does such great work. Uh, some of the gardens that um, have, his, his company has got a lot of talent. Uh, Adam works with his wife, and he's got long-term employees. And as you can tell, you know, listening to Adam, he's a he's a bit of a control freak. And uh, <laughs> this year... You, ha- you have to be in this business. Yeah. <laughs> this year, he's actually given up control of his garden somewhat to his staff. So he's going to tell us a little bit about what's what's the plan and why he's even back at Canada Blooms because we want to talk a bit about awards too. Right. So so tell right. us tell us why you're back, Adam. Well, uh, you know, you asked me we t- we spoke yesterday mm-hmm. about uh, you know the participation in the show. So I went back and and looked at the awards, the number of awards that we've won in Canada Blooms. I think I've participated in 14 of 16 Canada Bloom shows. Mm. Wow. So, um, so I went, you know, I had to go onto my website in order to see how many, I don't know how many awards I've won. <laughs> you lost track. You know, and it turns out that we've won 15 awards over the years. Um, and I think we've pretty well won all the awards that have been available. So we've won Best Small, Medium, and Large Gardens, mm. Best Creativity, Best Use of Plant Material, Best in Show, and we've also won two People Choice Awards. Mm. So, um, so then I asked myself, you know, how is this done? Why, you know, how can we be so successful in this? And why would somebody be crazy enough to enter <laughs> Again. To Canada Bloom 14 times? <laughs> so, um, and, and, and I think, you know, I, I came up with a couple of reasons. You know, one of the main reasons, I think, is, is we just really think it's a lot of fun, as crazy as it sounds. We, mm-hmm. just find, we just get a blast out of building and designing feature gardens mm-hmm. at, at Canada Blooms. You it's know, a we, ton we start, of work. We start with, it's a lot of work. But it's a work of passion mm-hmm. more than anything mm-hmm. else. Um, you know, we start with a basic, just a slab of concrete, and within four days, we can we can create. Well, we have just created some magnificent gardens mm-hmm. and just really dream gardens that you just can't believe. A visitor that comes to the show can't believe that we've started with a blank slate of concrete and have been able to create things that that we do. So and detail. A lot of fun. You guys always do such fine detail in your gardens. Yeah, and and that's and that's just a lot of effort. You know, that's just a lot of. I remember I did a potting shed once, and it was raining on the potting shed. I know it was like and, a barn. Remember that? Remember that garden? Yeah, exactly. And it was like it was a horse. Wasn't that supposed to be like a barn? Because well, you guys that had was a, that, was a, that was the foundation, which was a 1920s barn that you walked in, and I actually brought manure from my farm. Exactly. <laughs> there, there, so you could smell. No, no mistaking where you are. That's yeah. right. And you would walk yeah. through out of the barn, and then you were in the field, and you walked down, and there was this old mod, rusty old Model T wow. sort of sticking up out of, out of the overgrown. Fields. That was amazing. I loved that garden. Yeah. That was a. That, I know, Charlie. That was my favorite garden too. And, mm. and and it was. We were walking through times. So you were kind of coming into a turn of a century barn. You were kind of walking through. You you saw an old Model T Ford, and then you kind of exited out through about a 1950s TTC bus stop. Yeah. Adam, how, how large a space are you talking here? Uh, just um, to... well, I mean, we've done them as big as as 3,500 square feet. 4, Holy mackerel! This one we've this this year we've chosen. Um, I wanted more, but Charlie wouldn't give me. Any. <laughs> no, but we we did. We're we're in about seventeen hundred square feet. Yeah. Oh wow, wow, so, um, yeah, that's that's, that's a good large. size. But uh, you know, we need people to be able to come into our booth mm-hmm. and 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 feel like they. Our 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 theory has always been when it, when someone wants to come into our display, they exit the show, mm-hmm. they enter our booth, and then they're they're not in the show until they leave our booth. Yeah, they're transported to another place. So tell us, tell us a bit about this year's garden. Well, this this year's garden. What happened is my operations manager came. I wasn't going to do it. I was going to take a year off. And my operations manager came to me and said that that my staff really wanted to do another blooms, and they wanted to do they wanted to do their individual they wanted to do individual gardens. I thought, geez, this is a great idea. So, yeah. 
what I've done is I've divided my I've divided my my display into four gardens, mm-hmm. and then what I'm doing is I'm having my my I'm having four of my foremen build. I've kind of done a concept plan, but they're building and figuring out their individual gardens themselves. Mm-hmm. So they're figuring out the detail, what materials they should be using. Um, they're figuring out budgets, which is a big number. As you know, charting mm-hmm. budget's a big number. Yeah. Um, and 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 um, and they're dealing with all the details. They're dealing with labor, and they're dealing with scheduling, and the whole bit as though it was a project for a client. Right. So. Um, and they've they've really taken a hold of it, and it's and it's going to be a lot of fun. There's a little bit of competition going on between the guys. I bet. And um and it's very interesting to see their individual personalities come out into these individual gardens. <laughs> I was going to say that yeah, you get four different uh, projects going yeah. on there, and the the divergent of ideas. Yeah, it must yeah. be incredible. Yeah, so so we enter into a, a, a very contemporary garden, which mm-hmm. is going which is actually built by is going to be built by my stonemason. And it's got very sharp lines, and it's got some stainless steel planters and a very crisp water feature. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you exit into a Muskoka garden that's going to be, oh, you know, nice. 20 tons of rock and a waterfall, and you walk over a stone bridge. And then you enter in, and then third garden will be um, an oriental garden, so very serene, zen-like, um, very clean lines, minimalist. And then um, you exit through a formal garden with a little bit of an art deco to it, so mm-hmm. it's four individual gardens, all very distinct. Yeah. That 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 my my very talented staff are putting together. So we're gonna have fun with it again. Oh no, kidding! What a great idea too, because you'll show people that come to the show, which of course is two hundred thousand plus people are going to be at Canada Blooms, and they're gonna see that the D A Gracie and Associates are not stuck in one kind of garden design. They can design and build anything. Right. Well, you, you know it. I always get asked, what is my style of garden? And really, you know, my style of gardens is what my clients ask of me. So, right. And every client is individual. Every client is different. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, we, we do all different types of styles because, because our clients really demand, you know, we really try to give our clients what they're looking for. So, well, at the end of the day, it's their garden, right? And they've got to live with it. That's so, right. Mean, so you've got yeah. to try and give them what they want. Yep, yep. So it's so it's a. Uh, it's, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, do you deal as well as with like residential uh, properties, but also companies? Uh, are you too commercial uh, we, folks? We do a little bit of commercial. Mm-hmm. Only only if our we've done a, some work for say a client at their house and they've asked us to do their. Business. All right. But okay. but really, you know, I'm in this business because I really enjoy designing gardens, and I've been doing it since 1984. So, um, I, and, and then I have a team behind me that helps me build gardens so I can make a living at it. <laughs> so, so um, you know, my passion lies in design, and, and we find that the residential really allows us to be creative. Mm-hmm. Sometimes commercial work isn't quite as creative, so we've really kind of focused on the residential end. Yeah, great. Yeah, so it's fun. That's great. And, so, and you have a special promotion planned for this year. Tell yes, me, tell us a bit already, about that. Are, are we going to live through this? <laughs> I know, so. I can't believe, and I'm part of the special promotion. <laughs> so tell us about it, Adam. Right. Well, we just thought it would be nice if, if, if people who visit us in Canada Blooms, if, if they became a little bit interactive. So we came up with an idea that we would offer uh, a little bit of a draw where people could enter a ballot, and then we would choose, uh, we would choose um, a ballot, and then you and I would go out and do a consultation at somebody's home mm-hmm. and talk about their landscape, talk about ideas that... I can come up with and things that you can come up with and we can work as a team to, to kind of paint a picture in these, these people's minds what their yard could look like. Great wow. idea, eh? Yeah, it's 
so it's kind of fun. So I, basically, I, you know, Charlie's going to be your sous chef. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we, we pretty much, yeah, we'll fight for who, who's yeah. dominant in that yeah. situation. Well, I thought, yeah, I thought what we would do, we, we would bring a, a striped shirt and a whistle, and then we can give that to the person who wins the draw, and then they can just watch us go out of it. That's right. And they'll shut one of us down and listen to the other at any given moment. Oh, this sounds like a ton of fun, though. Really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll make it fun. Yeah, exactly. Now, for people who want to enter the contest, now, they can, obviously, it sounds like fill out a ballot at Canada Blooms, but they can also enter through your website. Yeah, so it's www.dagracie.com. Okay. And, and they can get onto our website and uh, check us out. We've got a, uh, we've got a great website, and, and, the, uh, and there's the uh, contest that you, they'll see that they can pop up there. So I'm just going to spell that for everybody. D-A, because that's your first initials, and Gracie is G-R-A-C-E-Y. Right. So dagracie.com. Yeah. Hey, Adam. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yes, we will. And, you know, hold your temper back. <laughs> you know, don't be too hard on me, Charlie. Actually, you're going to be dealing with four You're going to be That's... dealing with four of my clones, so good luck. No, your, your staff are the best. Yeah, they are. You're, you're the hard one to deal with. <laughs> it's, your people are great. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be another fun year at Canada Bloom. It well, will. you're one of the few people who really understand what I go through every week, I'll tell you that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes, my condolences. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Guys. Really good to meet you, Adam. <laughs> okay, great talking to you, folks. Take care, Adam. See you in a while. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> well, it sounds like, obviously, uh, he and uh, his employees have a ton of fun at Canada Blooms. Canada Blooms is a ton of work, you but it's also a ton of fun. There might be some people tuning in right now who have never been to Canada Blooms, mm. don't know where it's happening. That's so. a really good point. Canada Blooms is the flower and garden festival biggest one in Canada and now that we've co-located or we're on at the same time as the National Home Show it's the biggest flower and garden uh, home and garden show uh, in North America. Wow. So Direct Energy Centre, which is at Exhibition Place in downtown Toronto. Show is on from March the 15th. Oops, hello. Yep. I'm going to forget my dates. I know I wrote it down because I thought I'll, I know I'll forget. It's uh, 15th to the 20th. No, 15th to the 24th. Anyway, it's 10 days, Friday to a Sunday. Wow, I know I wrote it down somewhere. Um, it's it's always <laughs> stop laughing. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Well, you where's your calendar? It's the Friday to the Sunday. I think it's the fifteenth, the twenty fourth of March. Open every day. Uh, crazy on the weekend. So if you come during the week, you'll find that it's a little calmer and easier to get around. Um, it's open every night until nine o'clock, and it's always a little quieter in the evenings. If that makes and a I'm difference. And I'm going to be there on St. Patrick's Day. Are you? Yes, I understand. You got a little pub there. You know, uh, a bit of green. So this, be, that, yes, and the other. I'll wear your shamrock and come by for a little. Really? Yes. That's a good idea. And we will actually be joined, whether it's next week or the week after, by the Anna Van Maris, who is designing and constructing the Garden for Tourism Ireland oh, at Canada Bloom. So we'll, you'll be hearing more about that garden, and then you're really going to be there on St. Patrick's Day, because they got some big events planned. Oh, Franklin O'Proctor will be there with the mug in hand. All righty. All righty. 9.42 our time. We better push along here, because we have folks waiting on the line ready to talk to you, but we do have to take just a little bit of time to give me some exercise. I, mean, I have been very uh, sed- um, sedentary oh. today. Sedate? Uh, you were going to say uh, sedate. Yeah, 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 I knew that wasn't you. right. So, <laughs> I got to get up and Stretch a little bit. There we go. Okay. Gee, that feels good. I can hear you creaking. So, uh, (laughs) thank you very much. (laughs) Why is Frank getting up and creaking? Because he wants to maintain freedom and he wants to be able to do those activities that make him happy and keep him young. And he's got a brand new little baby grandson. He's going to have to get out there and start tossing footballs with in a few years. So, he's got to stay in shape.
shape. Sierra still helps, and that is a completely natural mineral supplement that we both take to keep our, our joints working and oiled and smoothly operating. Now, you can learn more about Sierra Cell by calling them in Vancouver. Number is one joint 14 Check them out on the web, sierrasil.ca. But you can pick up Sierra Sill at any of the Whole Foods markets, which are all over Ontario. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Well, Frank Proctor here uh, saying good morning and thank you for being so patient there, Diane. And Garden Hill, what a great name for a place to live. Hello, (laughs) Diane. Hello. Morning. Good morning to both of you. I have a beautiful bush. The thing is that it's grown so large that I feel like I can't control it and uh, it's very, very difficult to get by it and mow the lawn. Mm, wow. I think it's a Chinese willow. Okay, so uh, help me, what's a Chinese willow? What does it look like? Um, I'm trying to switch phones. I think this one oh. is better. Okay. Um, it's sort of pink and green in the spring. The leaves are pink and green, very de- delicate. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole bush, although it's huge, it looks kind of delicate. Oh, you know what it is? What? Chinese willow, yeah. Pardon? I know exactly what it is, I'm, but, but it is a willow. So what do you do? You, If I were you, I would give it a real hard pruning early this spring before the leaves come out. I'm scared to give it a real hard pruning because we're going to be on on a garden tour in July. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so maybe not such a hard pruning. Just give it a pruning. Uh, no more than don't remove any more than one third. But like you said, if you're getting having trouble getting by and all that important stuff, you, you this is a plant that can withstand. Uh, p- quite hard pruning, and the thing is, you want to do it early before the leaves emerge, because the new growth is what's so pretty on this plant. Oh, As know, you said, it's, it's white with speckles of pinks and greens on those multicolored leaves, and uh, it's a great plant, and certainly worth uh, pruning before all that new growth starts. Because otherwise, if you wait and you do your pruning in you know May or June, you're going to take away all those soft, brand new speckled tips. Well, when you say early, do you mean the end of March? Well, depends what kind of spring we're having. Main thing is to prune it before the leaves emerge. Right. It could be any time from late March through to probably late April. Just right. make sure you do your pruning on a dry day. Don't ever prune in the, when it's raining. Okay. <laughs> and <clears throat> have you any suggestions for reaching the top? It's about eight or nine feet tall. Okay, and it's a multi-stemmed plant right from the base. Yes. See, what I would do with a plant like that is I'd probably give it a, a, like almost a haircut all around. I'd probably, if it's eight or nine feet at the, at the top, and how, how wide is it roughly? Oh, I'd say at least six feet. It's yeah. huge. It sounds oh. huge. How long has it been there? Oh, about five summers. I know. It's a happy plant. <laughs> well, they do grow yeah. pretty quick. <laughs> well, it's, it's in the sun for quite a, yeah. a long time. 
time every day. Yeah, yeah. it's just too bad that you didn't, because what I would have done is that it's nice to plant something and leave it be for a good year or two just till it gets established. But by year three, particularly with any kind of a willow, you've got to be thinking about taking control, being the master of that plant. And <laughs> Obviously, yeah. it's a lesson hard learned. <laughs> That's right. And get that chainsaw out as necessary. So now you're right. It is a big job to do this. Um, but, well, there's sort of two ways to do it. But for your purposes with a garden tour coming, I would just try and give it a haircut. I'd try and take sort of two feet off all the way around. Right. Top and, and sides. It, when you don't have a tour coming through, then I would get down on my hands and knees with an actual real saw, and I would take out the biggest, oldest growth from the bottom. And I think you'll find that that would also make the plant quite a bit smaller. But I wouldn't do that this year, maybe maybe next year. And what now. do I do the haircut with? <laughs> um, it might be loppers. It might be, um, yeah, probably a pair of loppers and a pair of pruners, and it'll just take a bit of time, and you'll just, you know, do it. It'll take a long time, I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's so huge. Um, uh, some people would use one of those electric. Uh, well, I, wouldn't, I don't like those electric hedge trimmers though, because they um, they kind of chew up the the cut. They don't make a nice clean cut. Mm. But uh, yeah, pair of loppers, you know, the big loppers and uh, pruners as necessary. That's what you're going to have to do. And like I say, just pick a nice sunny day when the birds are singing and things are waking up, and you want to be outside. And you can't get into the garden yet because it's still too early. And. You can't tell me what kind of willow it is? I can. You know what? I'm going to just... Uh, it's. I'm just going to have to look it up. I just uh, can't remember. I don't want to give you the wrong name. But if you keep listening, I'm going to I'm going to give you the name before the show, before we finish the show in the next 10 minutes. So keep right. listening and get your pen out. I'll okay. keep listening. <laughs> Thank okay. you Thank you, much. Diane. Thanks Charlie. so much. Now, to give Charlie a chance to uh, get her... Uh, Google fingers going there and uh, find out that answer for that Chinese willow. Let's take a little bit of break. We're coming back, Lucy, to talk to you in Midland, so don't go away. We'll be back after these words here on The Garden Show from AM 740 Zoomer Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And uh, sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, here along with Charlie, uh, saying, Thanks, saying hi to Lucy. But, and, oh, wait, yes, Lucy, hold on just a moment. I, I, I forgot you were doing a lot of homework there. Yes, I just, uh, I yes. Know, it's so easy for you to forget. <laughs> You're just having a little that's, nap there while I'm yeah, working. That's true. Uh, okay, Diane, our last caller, yes. Chinese willow. Salix, S-A-L-I-X, which means willow. And the actual um, uh, variety that she's got is Integra, I N T. E-G-R-A, so Integra, Salix Integra. The cultivar is Hakuro Nishiki, so H-A-K-U-R-O. New word, Nishiki, oh, yeah, it's actually Nishiki, N-I-S-H-I-K-I. So Salix Integra Hakuro Nishiki. Uh, Google that. Go to images, and you'll see all that new growth is beautiful and bright. I was just showing mm-hmm. Frank, and that's exactly what you want to have on that plant in July when the tour comes through. So prune before anything starts growing. Right, you are. Okay. okay. Thank hope you. That, hope that helps out. Sounds like she's going to have fun on the garden tour. Well, Lucy, welcome aboard here from Midland. Hi, Lucy. Morning. Oh, you better turn oh, down the, the radio. radio. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yes, there we go. Hi, Lucy. 
Yes, hi. Good morning. Yes, good morning. I have a question about geraniums. Um, I have several potted geraniums in my cold cellar, Mm -hmm. and I would like to know when to bring them out and to have blooms uh, quite early in the season. Mm -hmm. And your intention is to uh, keep those plants to put outside or to take cuttings from those plants? No, I want to put them outside. Of course, you want to put them outside, but are you going to put those... Those, no, I don't want to cut cuttings. Right, so it's the plants that are in your in your cold cellar now right. that are dormant now. Yes. Um, well, I, they're growing sort of. Yeah, they're going to get pretty spindly because right. it's so dark in there. So what I would do is, do you have a sunny window that you can bring them out into? Um, well, uh, I do, but I don't. Um, like in the basement. Um, I, I do have a small window, but uh, later on I bring them up upstairs. But I don't want to bring them up too early. That's right. Well, the trick is, of course, is to uh, they're they're they know that the days are getting longer, so that's why they're going to start growing, and they're going to get very very like we said, spindly and long and yeah. pale. And, well, they've been doing that all winter. <laughs> right. So what I would do is even now because it is the middle of February, I would cut them back by half the size they are, get them into even the basement window. Uh, for the next month or so and or a couple of weeks and then bring them upstairs. Now, of course, like you said, you want to get them blooming. You're going to have to fertilize them once you bring them upstairs. Mm-hmm. You're going to obviously water a little more because they're going to be in more light. Yeah. Uh, you, it may even be appropriate to put them into a larger pot. Yeah, to... well, they are in larger, oh, large okay. pots. Yeah, so you're happy with the pot yeah, size? But my problem is um, I don't know if I'm putting uh, using too much fertilizer, but I get lots and lots of leaves, but they only bloom like uh, maybe in July or mid-July. Oh, I see. So is it too much fertilizer? Um, what fertilizer are you using? Oh, miracle Grow, I think. Okay, so and that should be working fine. May, um, sometimes, well, it's pl- yeah. What I would do, it's probably not too much fertilizer. It's probably you're taking too good a care of them. Yeah. If you keep them constantly watered and moist and, and you know, sort of top condition, you'll find that many plants will just be very, very green and lush and bushy. Mm-hmm. They need to suffer a little more. So only fertilize at the most every two weeks mm-hmm. and allow the plants to dry right down between waterings. Geraniums oh. are very tough. They can hold a lot oh, yeah. of moisture in their in mm-hmm. their stems. Let them, you know, think of the Mediterranean, right? Think of that hot, dry, sunny days, and, and pre- let those geraniums be in that kind of a condition. Okay. As much light as possible, dry down between waterings, water thoroughly when you water, and only fertilize every two weeks at the most. Mm-hmm. I think perhaps that was my problem, maybe too much fertilizer because they're too, too many leaves, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 you don't want that because that's, that's just a big green shrub. Yeah, and they, don't, they only bloom in July, and I'd, yeah. like, them to, uh, I'd like some early blooms. Well, remember, light levels are important, too. So if you don't have a ton of light, perhaps you could consider a grow light just to, uh, as a way to increase the light when they're mm-hmm. inside. Yeah. Because uh, mm-hmm. that does make a difference as well, so that they'll start setting buds before you go out. Yeah. Um, a southern mm-hmm. window, of course, is ideal, or a western window where yeah. the plants can be right in the window. So uh, right now is a good time to bring them out? I would. I yeah. would because they know they're responding to the longer days even if they mm-hmm. can't feel it. Like they can't see it, they can feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, last year I, I cut those um, like a split, uh, spindly um, um, shoots mm-hmm. and I put them in water like you said mm-hmm. and I did get uh, some plants out of them. That's right. If you do the cutting back I'm recommending, then those cuttings can be rooted very easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, little... thanks very much. All then, right. Charlie. Wonderful. Yeah, thank Thanks you. for Bye-bye. joining the show, Lucy. Thanks nice to have you here. Thank you. And uh, the weekend made a little uh, happier here. Someone wants to know the uh, name of that Chinese willow you've yes. given out before. So get your sure. pens and pencils okay. out, everybody. 
Okay, this is a commonly referred to as a Chinese willow. Proper name is Salix, S-A-L-I-X, Integra, I-N-T-E-G-R-A, Hakuro Nishiki, so H-A-K-U-R-O, <clears throat> excuse me, Nishiki, N-I-S-H-I-K-I. There you go. There you go is right. All right. All right. Well, I got to just read one more email because yep. we don't. We have so little time to get uh, finish up the show here. So you read an email earlier from uh, somebody down in Florida who That's was listening right. to us, and I received Diana, Diane. Thank you very much. And I received one from Dawn. Hi, Charlie. Enjoyed hearing your Saturday seven forty show on my laptop in Barbados. Oh, well, nice. This is last week. <laughs> you and Frank sound like you were having too much fun. Maybe that is what makes your show so extra special. Thanks, Dawn. Uh, now, Dawn, being uh, actually a trained arborist and turf master, uh, he's always, you know, yelling at the radio when he doesn't agree with whatever I, you know, my <laughs> solutions to people's a lot problems. Of people yelling at you. I think yeah. so. So anyway, he emails one of your callers had a problem with a jade plant, and it reminded me of a jade my aunt in Welland had several years ago. This was a caller last week, mm-hmm. a gentleman right at the end. He had prized jade plants oh, that yes, were that. dropping their leaves. So uh, Dawn suggests that a very mature plant, and upon a close examination, I discovered an infestation of scale. Scale is an insect that is very, you know, it's like a, what they call oyster shell scales. They just stick onto the, uh, the branches and underside of the leaves. So Dawn says he found an infestation of scale on his aunt's jade. He removed the scale by hand and advised fertilizer. I had never seen scale on a jade before or since. So he asks me, have you seen scale or mealybug on jade plants? Yes, I have. Hope your lecture travels are snow-free. And uh, uh, he, of course, finishes off by saying, I must get back to my rum and sun. Thanks, Dawn, for that. And uh, that's a good suggestion that perhaps that, that jade plant does have an infestation of an insect because we were kind of talking around quality of potting soil and watering and that sort of thing. So hopefully, um, I'm just looking back, it was Ken, Ken in uh, Oakville. So and he had some white bugs in the soil on his on his jade plant. So look more closely at the plants and see if perhaps it's something right. going on that way. There was a terrific little email that you had shown me, bless your heart, <clears throat> um, from Barbara in Buffalo. Mm-hmm who went on to say in the email that uh, she has recently retired and uh, was saying to her grandson, hey, Grandma's going to have some more time to spend with you now that I'm not working anymore. And he said, what happened? Did you get fired? <laughs> <laughs> He's like four years old. I know, from <laughs> the mouths of children. Just eh? lay you right outside. <laughs> that, that was super. That's pretty cute. Well, gee whiz, that, where has that time gone, That's my friend? That's true. Uh, that was great. Thank you, Frank. Well, a pleasure always, Charlie. Yeah, and thank you, Dan. Dan's so good. He looks after everybody. Thanks to a lot of our great callers. And uh, what do you got going on for the rest of the day? Well, uh, uh, the diner coming up from Mm -hmm. 12 noon to uh, 1, and then uh, live in the city, I'll be having a chat about what's kind of special happening on uh, Family Day itself. Oh, good Uh, idea. Down on the waterfront, there's a big... Harborfront, big things going on. Big dude down there. And uh, And the zoo's got some neat stuff going on, too. Yeah, there's all sorts of stuff happening. It's all about the animal families at the zoo. Meet Animal, the families. Yes. Well, they're not far from animals when you're looking at this studio, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks. Hey, so thanks congratulations lot, folks. again on your on your sixth grandchild. Thank you. And best of luck to, to the to the new family, the new mom and dad. And uh, yeah, see everybody again next week. Thanks again. This has been an exclusive podcast of the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at nine on Zoomer Radio, the new AM seven forty.
This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.